It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. When a nurse at my doctor appointment asked what I did for fun, of course I told her I had a quilting podcast. Then I asked if she knew any quilters, and she did. So she was able to get me in contact with Keeley Parrish. Wow, what a great connection. I'm so proud of Keeley. She was able to make the changes necessary to get out of debt, and she was able to use her quilting skills in the process. Keely, I'm so glad you could join me on a Quilter's Life today. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Tell me about where you were born and raised. So I was actually born in Florida, but shortly after 9-11, my mom and I moved to Ohio. We lived in central Ohio for a while. And then when I was in high school, we actually moved to the mid-Ohio Valley area. And I graduated from high school in Marietta. So that's kind of where I consider where I was raised. Mm-hmm. Describe your career you chose and why you chose that career. Yeah, absolutely. So I joined the Navy when I was 18 years old in 2012. And I kind of joined the Navy because my mom, you know, she was a single mom. Mm-hmm. She told me that she couldn't help me pay for nursing school. And so one of my friends had recently joined and he's like hey how about you think about the navy and then you know next thing i know you know i'm swearing in (laughs) and so the navy took me to a lot of wonderful places and it also kind of made me realize that i didn't want to be a nurse and so i'm kind of thankful for that and so it kind of helped me choose a different career path oh so what path are you on so actually i am still active duty but i am going to school for accounting. So I'll be getting out of the Navy in a couple of years with my bachelor's degree in accounting. So afterwards, I'll be an accountant and, you know, helping people make better decisions with their finances. Because if I know anything about the military is that, you know, they let people sign up to go to war, but they don't really tell people about their finances. So that's something that I kind of want to help people do so that they don't go into you know, crazy amount of debt and, you know, just things like that. Yeah, that's so needed. Yes. So where are you stationed right now? So right now I'm stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. I've been here in Norfolk for about five years. I came down here on my first, or actually it was my second duty station. I was stationed on a ship and, um, I had my daughter, I had gotten custody of my daughter, and so I was fortunate enough to stay in this local area so that she could continue to go to her daycare, and so I didn't really have to uproot her by going to a different duty station or location, really. Yeah. I'm curious, was the daycare on base? I know my son, his son got to go to daycare on base, on Army base, so did they have that there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's actually been to about 
five or so different military daycares just because I was married to a military member for a while. And while I was on, you know, my ship, he was stationed at a hospital, which was very close down the street. And so she kind of bounced around from a different different daycares. And then when I got custody of her, you know, I had to take her to a different daycare just so it was more convenient for me. And then I moved duty stations to another place about an hour away from Norfolk area in a place called Yorktown. And so then she had to go there. But now she's starting kindergarten this year, so I don't really have to worry about daycare now. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. Thank you. Besides quilting, what other crafts do you do or have you done? Oh, my goodness. You name it, I've probably done it. My favorite, other than quilting, is definitely like embroidery or like cross-stitching. also really like to incorporate those into my quilt, so it's a little bit multidimensional. But I just like, you know, how meditative those are, I guess. You know, just, you know, doing the same stitch over and over, you know, it just puts me in a more relaxing state. While I was in high school, I used to make, like, all kinds of hemp bracelets, necklaces. I even made a belt once. I don't even know how I did that. I found a picture of it not that long ago, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot even believe that I made this. When I was younger, I used to make those, like, little perler bead thingies, you know, with the little plastic mold, and then you take the little plastic circular beads, and then you make an object, and then you put an iron on top of that. I used to do all that stuff. Crazy. Uh I've always been a crafter. (laughs) Are there other hobbies, like biking, gardening, cooking? Um. I tried to make a garden this year. It failed epically, but I love to go hiking. My boyfriend and I, we love to go to national parks. We actually have a trip planned in October to go to Shenandoah National Park, which is about three hours away from Virginia or in Virginia, away from where we live. Uh We were supposed to go to Canada this year to hike in Niagara State Park, but that got canceled because of COVID. Hopefully you'll get there soon. Hopefully. We have an Alaskan-Canadian cruise planned for next summer, so hopefully we could still do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's on my list of to-dos yet, too. Who introduced you to quilting? Nobody actually really introduced me to quilting. I thought of it randomly when I was pregnant with my daughter once. I was working in Maryland at the large Navy hospital there. And one of my coworkers was a knitter. And I was like, hey, I bet you know how to quilt. But she knew, you know, the top, the batting, the backing. That's basically all she knew. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a quilt. And this was like before Pinterest, like really like was popular. It may have been popular, but it wasn't popular in my mind. Yeah. So, you know, I was just like Googling things and like, trying to figure out how to make a quilt and I figured it out basically by watching YouTube videos while I was on my lunch break. I was watching like the Missouri Star Quilt Company Uh tutorials and then like once I had my daughter while I was breastfeeding her while I was on my pumping breaks that's what I would do you know for 30 minutes I didn't have to work I could just I was supposed to be focusing on thinking of my daughter while I was you know trying to milk myself Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I was just watching these tutorials and then I just got so like engulfed in it. And while I was, um, watching these tutorials, I was trying to map it out in my brain. And then I had all this grid paper just hanging around my desk and it drove my coworkers nuts because I shared an office with two other females. And so then they're just like, you need to do something with all of this. You need to like make these quilts. And I eventually made most of the ones that I designed. I haven't made all of them because you know I ran out of time because I was taking <laughs> care of my daughter. <laughs> but a spark ignited in me and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Describe your favorite quilt or quilt pattern. Oh my goodness. My favorite quilts of all time are the half square triangles. Mm -hmm. I like them because they are so diverse. Like you can make so many patterns with them. Plus I love making them because, you know, you got to sew them, then you got to trim them and sew and trim. And it's just so much fun. And you can make so many different quilts with just a simple pattern. So that's my favorite. My favorite quilt that I've ever made for myself is with half square triangles. I made it shortly after my divorce with Allison glass fabric. And it is just, is gorgeous. It's in this like double diamond pattern. It's hard to describe over, you know, audio, but it is just, I think it's beautiful. It's the largest quilt I've ever made. And it's the most beautiful one I've ever made too. Uh I really like traditional looking quilts with modern fabrics I do like modern quilts you know like the artsy quilts I've made Mm -hmm. some of those before but I just like the look of traditional quilts because it takes you back to like those quilting roots you know the log cabin style quilts I love those I want to make one so bad (laughs) but I just I just I've run out of time to make them um because I'm in school full-time right now that's on my quilt bucket list is to make one of those (laughs) I haven't made one yet either, and when I thought I was going to sign up for a quilting cruise, they were going to have that on there, so I bought the ruler for it, but then I ended up not going on the cruise, so still haven't made one yet, so I'm hoping to make one too. (laughs) Those are neat. What's your favorite part of the quilting process? Um... Definitely the designing or, like, the planning portion. That's probably, like, my favorite Mm -hmm. because you can plan all day and you don't really have to do that much work to it. (laughs) But kind of secondary to that is I like trimming the pieces because I like seeing how it, like, looks all wonky and you're like, what in the heck is this? And then you trim it and it just looks beautiful and it just looks how it's supposed to be. My least favorite part of the whole quilting process is quilting it, (laughs) (laughs) which I think that a lot of people can, you know, attest to that as well. And just sandwiching the whole thing, especially if it's a huge quilt. Oh, my gosh. I dread this. I have two quilts that are in my work in progress piles that I'm just so afraid to quilt or back because... A, I don't want to have all kinds of pleats in the back of it. Mm-hmm. And B, I don't want to mess up the quilting. So if it's a large quilt, you know, I save up enough money and I send it to 
a long armor so that they can do their magic with it. That way, you know, I don't feel bad if I accidentally get a couple pleats in the back. (laughs) So tell me about your worst quilting experience. Oh, my goodness. My worst quilting experience. (laughs) So I was actually on deployment when this happened. So, you know, I'm a crafter, so I have to have, you know, plenty of crafting supplies. Mm -hmm. So I brought this itty-bitty Singer sewing machine on my deployment with me. Thankfully, I, you know, I worked in medical, so we had our own little space. It was just me and two other people who really worked in there. And by day, you know, I took care of people on the ship. And then by night, I was fixing uniforms. And, you know, when I had my spare time, I was sewing. I was quilting. And we were, where were we? I think that we were, we had just pulled into Spain. I had just finished up this beautiful, kind of like a buffalo plaid checkered quilt Mm -hmm. for my boss. And, you know, it was gorgeous. It was blue and checkered and it had a gold fouled anchor which is the symbol for you know navy chief and it was gorgeous i just finished the top of it and so i had taken it outside because we just pulled into spain and so the background was just gorgeous it was so beautiful so i took the quilt the top of the quilt and i put it on like the railing because i wanted a good nice picture of it it was nearly dusk And so, you know, I'm getting my picture, I'm getting it all set up for a nice picture, and then the wind catches it. I know. And then it goes into the water. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Because, like, this was, you know, my chief's Christmas present. You know, I I spent months working on this with, you know, without him knowing. Like, he would leave to, like, go work out or go to the chief's mess or something. I was like, I cannot not do this. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully, like somebody was on that part of the ship with me and they were fishing. And so we're like trying to like pull the quilt off the lines because, you know, ships, they have to be, what's the best word for it? They're like pulled tight to the pier with several different lines. Uh-huh. It was lying on those lines. So we like brought in his line from his fishing pole. And we were, like, trying to pull it up so that it didn't go into the water. And we got it up. You know, like, I'm basically hanging off the side of the ship trying to get this freaking quilt. Or it's not even a quilt. It's the quilt top. And we finally got it. And then, so I'm, like, I grabbed it. I was, like, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) I do not trust this. Because normally, you know, like most people, I normally have somebody hold it up. But I wanted it, you know, on the ship, making it looking nice because it's, Spain of all places, <laughs> but thankfully it didn't fall into the water. Wow! But I will never do that again. It got it got pretty dirty, so I had to have one of my friends wash it delicately because I couldn't put it into the self serve laundry no. um, on the ship. The washing machines are too small, so he had to put it in the big one. I was like, "You have to be delicate with this. Like this isn't all the way done yet. Like you got to be careful with it." A couple of the scenes busted, but it was it was manageable. It was fixable. But oh, that's wow. my worst quilting experience. <laughs> so did you tell your boss? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I gave it to him. I was like, you don't want to know what I went through to, to make sure that you got this. <laughs> so 
I'm sure he appreciated it. Oh, yes, he loves it. Well, we know you got the bug to quilt, but do you know what makes you tick inside that makes you want to quilt instead of doing one of the other hobbies? Um, I don't know. You know, sometimes when I want to quilt, it gives me an opportunity just to, like, get away, Mm -hmm. you know, get away from, like, the mom duties because I have my own studio is what I call it. Mm -hmm. My little craft area slash office. And so, you know, that's upstairs and like, I can literally lock myself away from it. So if I need to like get away, you know, I can pull the sewing machine out. I can just get some uninterrupted time and just do me basically, you know, do the cutting that I need to do, do the piecing that I need to do. Do the quilting that I need to do, and you know I can just like get away from it all. When I'm embroidering or I'm cross stitching, I can do that near my family. But you know sometimes you just want to get away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you normally make your quilts for? Definitely my family members. I used to quilt for some commissions, especially while I was trying to get out of debt. I made a decent amount of money off of commissions, but people are too picky. (laughs) Your family, well, they don't care one way or another what you give them. One of the first quilts that I made after the ones that I made for my daughter before she was even born was one that was for my mom. While I was pregnant... Her dad had died, my grandfather, and so we went down to Florida to, like, you know, take care of his belongings, and she kept a hold of a box of his hankies, and I took a few of them from her without her knowing, (laughs) and I made those into a quilt with, like, the color green and some rose patterns because her favorite color is green, and her mom's name was Rose. It was those hankies from her dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very, very, very simple quilt, but it means so much to her. She uses it every single day. I've made my daughter three different quilts. She just got one for Christmas this year that has Disney princesses all over it. Oh, neat. Um, she has an yeah, she loves it. She has another one that has her initials on it, and then like the first quilt that I ever ever made. It's probably honestly the size of a fat quarter it's probably 18 inches by 24 inches and she still sleeps with that thing every single day she's five years old now yeah i haven't made one for my boyfriend yet because well i've been in school but he uses several quilts that i've made in the past and he loves all of them he can't wait to get his own but you know family they definitely love the quilts more than i think other people do Mm mm-hmm Tell me what you're working on right now. So right now I have a bunch of work in progresses, mostly because I'm taking five classes right now and I'm working full time. Yeah. But my boyfriend is a huge Pokemon fan and his favorite Pokemon is Jigglypuff. (laughs) It's that very circular pink Pokemon. And so I am making that into a quilt for him. It has probably about three different pinks inside of the actual Jigglypuff, and then it's going to be a buffalo plaid checkered 
background because he likes buffalo plaid because he wears flannels most of the time. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm working on. Each little piece is about three inches by three inches. So it's going to be a very dense quilt. Wow. I'm very excited for it. Uh-huh. Share a tip with me that you would tell other quilters. Measure twice. <laughs> cut once. And before you cut, measure again. I can't tell you how many pieces of fabric I've ruined because I would be cutting and my ruler would slip or get those nice little grippy things that you can, you know, put on your ruler so that you could put better pressure on it so it doesn't accidentally slide off because, oh my gosh, once you slice it, there's no coming back. But hopefully you can salvage that fabric for something else so you don't have to waste it. Yeah, I think we've all been there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you're just like, no. (laughs) I saw that you have a website, Sustainable Finances. How did you start in on that? So I started that while I was going through my debt-free journey. I got divorced in 2018. And he was not a very good person. So I wanted out of the marriage as quickly as possible. Thankfully, being an Ohio resident still, Ohio allowed me to do that. And I kept custody of my daughter. But to do that and to get divorced as quickly as possible, I had to retain all the marital debt. Mm -hmm. And so I was left with about $37,000 worth of debt. And I was making about $887 worth of monthly minimum payment, not even including my mortgage, which was about $1,100. And so I realized that there was absolutely no way that I could just pay everything that I needed to pay on my single income. So I was finding different ways to basically not pay for things. One of the first switches that I made to like a more sustainable lifestyle without even realizing it was not like buying paper towels. Mm -hmm. So instead of buying paper towels, you know, I had a a whole bunch of fabric because I'm a quilter and I made a whole bunch of napkins. And so I used those instead of paper towels. So that was a monthly expense that was gone. You know, instead of spending 20 bucks a month on paper towels. I was spending $0 a month on paper towels. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes with like water bottles. And while I was doing this, I realized that I was becoming more sustainable. And I kind of found, you know, the debt-free community on Instagram. And then I noticed that they weren't really talking a lot about like the sustainable aspects of it, you know, just life in general. And so I kind of found that little bit of a niche with that, with sustainability. And I was able to talk to people and kind of coach people that, hey, you know, you want to get out of debt, let's try to do these sustainable things so that you're not spending money on this stuff over and over and over again. You know, instead of buying Ziploc bags, there's this awesome company called Stasher Bags where they are silicone-based Ziploc bags that come in all kinds of different shapes and sizes that they are microwavable. You can use them in the stove. They're dishwasher safe. They're just amazing. So you don't have to buy Ziploc bags. And then you're not contributing to plastic waste. Mm -hmm. And I try to do that with my quilting as much as possible. Using 
all of the scraps that I can. I kind of call it like buffalo quilting. That's like my own little thing because, you know, Native Americans, they use all of the buffalo as possible when, you know, they kill it so that they are intentionally using the animal and not just, you know, using the fur for this and then not eating the meat, things like that. Yeah. And so just being more sustainable with my living, trying to be more minimalist and not wanting these things that I don't necessarily need that I could probably save my money on so that I could pay more debt off. Mm -hmm. And then thankfully, you know, with everything that I've done, I was able to pay off my debt in less than two years. Wow. (laughs) I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Not too many people can do that. That's great. Thank you. And that was going to school full time as well. So I was able to cash flow all of my school. I have no student loan debt, nothing like that. That's great. Thank you. I loved your blog, this last one that talked about teaching your little girl how to earn money for her princess doll. Oh, yes. That was so much fun. She's really into, like, learning money. And while I was starting my my journey to financial freedom, um, I got divorced when she was two. So Mm -hmm. around three is when we started, you know, really talking to her about money and just like what money does, the transaction of money. Plus she knows all about dimes, nickels, quarters, pennies before she's even in kindergarten. And she realizes it costs money to buy things. And we were just at Target the other day getting her some school supplies because, you know, she's starting kindergarten this year. And thankfully, her school is doing in-person learning because, you know, I was able to pay off all my debt. So now she gets to go to a fancy private school, which is awesome. So we're buying these, you know, glue sticks, crayons, bought her some new stuff because she's starting kindergarten. And she goes, Mom, we already have this stuff at home. I can just reuse that stuff. (laughs) And she's like, reuse, reduce, recycle. I'm like, I understand that. But these are for school. And, you know, I got her a couple of different shirts. And she goes, Mom, these shirts are brand new and they're $6. I was like, (laughs) okay. And she goes, we can go to Once Upon a Child and get a shirt for $1. I was like, you're right. But sometimes it's nice to have new things, too. And then she goes, reuse, reduce, (laughs) recycle. I'm like, you're right. You're right. We will go to Once Upon a Child and get you some pre-loved clothes. She's so funny. She's better with this sustainability stuff than I am sometimes. You know, she gets a piece of trash and she goes, is this trash? Is this recycling? Or can we put this in the compost to feed our worm friends? (laughs) And I'm like, I'll tell her trash. And she goes, are you sure? Can we Google this real fast? I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, she'll keep you on your toes. She does. Well, that's great. Well, it was wonderful to visit with you today. Thank you so much for taking your time. Thank you so much for having me. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of A Quilter's Life. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com 
or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a review as it helps others to find the show? Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website or a Quilters Life Facebook group to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.